Well, you want to talk about faith some more? <laughs> Let's don't stop now. Go to Mark, please, the 11th chapter. Mark chapter 11. We began some weeks ago on this series we're calling Faith to Receive. Faith to Receive. Mark 11 is our text. And in verse 22, Mark 11:22, Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Everybody say that out loud. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. The margin of my Bible says have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. God is a God of faith. We are faith children of a faith God. And... uh, God has placed in us a measure of his own faith, the faith he created the universe with, a measure of that's in us, and it can be increased. The faith that is in us can be increased and enlarged, and it is by this faith that we are victorious. It's by this faith that we are saved, isn't it? It's by this faith that we receive every good thing from the Lord. He said, have faith in God. Have the faith of God. For verily I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, does faith involve saying? Yes, Yes, it does. I mean, in the new birth, does faith involve saying? Does it include confessing that Jesus is Lord? Yes, I mean, it's believing. Faith involves releasing what you believe and saying it. Uh, like Second Corinthians talks about, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore I've spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Is there faith without speaking? No, no, faith includes speaking. And that's why around here, we're all the time speaking. You hear me all the time say, say this, say that, say this again, say it. It's not because we're trying to fill up the time. (laughs) And it's not just a habit we have. It's not a peculiarity with us. It is something all Christians are to be doing as a way of life. It's how God created the heavens and the earth. You've read it in Genesis 1, haven't you? How did God create everything? And God said, and it was, and God said, and it was, and God said, and it was. And here Jesus is telling us, have faith in God, have the faith of God. And if you will believe and say, and not doubt, but believe that what you say comes to pass, you'll have what you say. Now we've been criticized for this. Not talking about just us, but so-called word of faith people. I saw the other day where they started a new movement now. It's X, Word of Faithers. People coming out of the Word of Faith message. And they got my name in there. Well, oh, the people to get away from. No, I'm not an X, Word of Faither. <laughs> me and they, boy, they had me in some good company, though. Kenneth Hagin and Oral Roberts, and Kenneth Copeland. And I thought, glory to God. Yeah. I'm sure they thought it was a great insult. I was excited. My name was in there. <laughs> that God was using us enough to even be noticed, you know. <laughs> well, it's sad that people fight the very thing that saves them. And then it realized how inconsistent they are. They want to mock us and Jesus. Because I'm not the one that said Mark 11:23. Jesus is talking here. Red letters, brother. Right? They want to mock us, mock him. And yet they'll turn around and say the same thing about the new birth. 
that you got to believe and you got to say it. Won't they? Inconsistent. And I think what so many have stumbled over is this. What we read, you know, in Colossians. That as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. How did we receive him? By faith, by believing in our heart and saying with our mouth. But what did that verse say? That is uh, Colossians 2.6. How did we receive Christ Jesus the Lord? Romans 10, 9 and 10. We're actually going to look at that in a few minutes again. We, we believed in our heart. God has raised him from the dead. We confessed with our mouth. Jesus is Lord. We got the same spirit of faith the patriarchs did. They believed and so they said it. We believe, so we say it. We believe he is Lord, so we say it. But according to this verse, and others like it, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, what? So walk ye in him. The justified are not just born again and made just by faith. We are to live by faith and walk by faith. Every day of our lives after we're born again. And the same way we got in the kingdom is the way we operate in the kingdom. The same way we got born again is how we get healed. The very same way we got born again is how we get filled with the Holy Spirit. The very same way we get protected and prospered and get our needs met is exactly how we got born again. Right? Well, you don't wait until you can put eyes on the Lamb's book of life and see your name before you believe you're saved. You don't wait till you get to heaven and see your mansion. You believe it now. Before you see it. You believe it here and now without seeing and feeling. And that's the way you get your healing. That's the way you get your needs met. Say it out loud. The just shall live by faith. And walk by faith. Now see that's describing our lifestyle. Morning, noon and night. If I could just camp on that the rest of the time. We could get that solid in us. It would be a worthwhile day. Because you already know how you got born again. Are y'all with me? How many in here could raise your hand and say, I was lost without the Lord, but I received him and got born again? Let me see. Look at that. Everybody, hand up. You already know how to get healed. You already know how to get filled with the Spirit. You already know how to get all your bills paid. You already know. You already know. Because you've already done it. You just do the same thing. In these other areas. Oh can you see this? Is it exciting to you? Say it out loud. I already know. How to live by faith. How to walk by faith. If you're born again. You already know. You just do the same thing. With your healing. Instead of receiving forgiveness of sins. You receive healing. Instead of receiving forgiveness of sin. You believe you receive your bills paid. Instead of, you know, receiving Jesus as Lord, you believe you receive direction. But it's the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. You already know how. Now, if it's that simple, why isn't everybody doing it? Well, (laughs) the devil will help to confuse you if you'll listen to him. And there's a lot of confused people around. But thank God the word gives us clarity and light. Can you say amen? Amen. He went on to say, Verily I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. How many believe what Jesus said exactly the way he said it here? You believe it? Does it apply to you? Should you believe something and say something and expect it to come to pass and not doubt it? Can you have what you say? 
Jesus said it. And these folk that are mocking and making fun of us, they need to realize who they're making fun of. We're quoting him. We're believing what he said. We're not Haganites, Copelandites. We're Jesusites. Jesus said this a long time before any of these guys were born or any of us. So he's telling us have faith in God, have the faith of God, and he tells us one area how to do it. You believe it in your heart, you say it with your mouth. Then verse 24, he tells us another way to have faith in God, another application of the same faith principle. Therefore, I say to you what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. So if it's a mountain... Something we don't want in our life. Something that shouldn't be in our life. We don't just need to pray and beg God to make it go away. According to verse 23, we need to stand up and speak to it. And command it. Mountain of debt. Mountain of problems. Mountain of symptoms. Get out of my life. Get out of my life. Go. Leave. Be gone in Jesus' name. And don't doubt But believe what you say comes to pass. That's faith, living by faith. But if it's a good thing, every perfect gift and good gift does come from the Father above, and we can't ask Him for it. But when we ask Him, we don't just need to ask and ask and beg and ask. When you ask, what did Jesus say? Believe something. And He's very specific about it. Now, a lot of people would agree, pray and believe. But believe what? That's where it gets skewed. Oh, I believe God is real. Well, that's great, but that's not what he said believe. I believe God's a good God. Wonderful. It's true, but that's not what he said believe. I believe it's his will for me. Well, that's even better, but that's not what he said believe. What did he say believe? Believe that you receive. How many understand this is personal and this is specific and this is now? What things soever you desire, that's personal, that's specific. When you pray, when is that? Well, whenever you pray is when you do it. If you pray in now, then it's now. When you pray, believe, believe what? That you receive them. Them what? The things you're praying about, the things you desire. Believe that you Receive them, and Jesus said. (laughs) Believe you receive them, and you just never know. Nah, nah, Jesus said, believe you receive them, and you shall have. If it would have been somebody else, you might could have wondered about it. But Jesus said, you shall have them. Jesus said it. He could have just as easily said, leave it all up to God, and he'll decide for you. And whatever happens, be happy with it. He could have just as easy. He could have said all any kind of things that he wanted to say. He could have said these things that people are teaching and preaching, but he didn't say that. He said this. He didn't say it was all up to the Father. Leave it up to him. Did he? He didn't. He said, you need to pray and you need to believe you receive it. You need to speak to it and believe it happens in your heart. And you don't need to doubt. These are not the words of some wild-eyed so-called faith preacher. These are the words of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the head of the church. And I think he knows how faith is supposed to be walked and lived. And he's telling us. And I, for one, believe it just like this. And I believe we should order our life like this. Say it out loud. I believe what Jesus said. I believe in speaking. And believing. I believe in believing you receive. And you'll have it. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. What things, whatever you desire... Well, what is it you desire? 
What is it you're praying about? Now see, the church has not taught people by and large to do that. The church has taught people to beg. Come out to organized church and most denominations and most groups. And that's how I grew up. That's how most of you grew up. We were taught beg. Ask God, ask God, ask God, ask God, and hope he does it. Ask God, ask God, ask, please God. Please God, would you heal us? Please God. And then check to see if you feel any better. No, I don't feel any better. Please God. Oh God, if you don't help, if you don't undertake. Oh God, if you don't do something. Please God, would you give me the money? Please. We got bills. Babies are hungry. Please. And then if it didn't come, the preachers were taught to tell us, well, God, in his great wisdom, chose not to heal the baby, chose not to give you the money, and we don't understand it. We don't know why you're losing your house and you're losing your place, but you just have to trust God and believe that he knows best. This is what most Christians believe. This is what people have been taught. And it is not the Bible. Now folk can take pox shots at me if they want to. They can post my name on the internet if they want to. But the truth is the truth. And the reason I'm so strong about it is because it bothers me that the devil is killing people. It bothers me that people are losing their babies. People are losing their stuff. They're going down. They're being defeated. They're being destroyed. They're being killed. And blaming God for it. That's not your father doing that. That's not my father. He is not the thief. He is not the killer. He is not the destroyer. That's the devil. What are we told to do with the devil? Resist it. Don't receive it. Resist it. Stand against it. Fight it. God is good. He's good. He loves us. And now on the other hand, I'm talking about word of faith so-called people now are doing this. It just slipped back into it. So easy to do. Still pleading and begging God. Oh, let's pray. Oh, let's pray. We need healing. Let's pray. And pray and pray and pray. Y'all pray some more. Turn in the prayer request. Let's pray. About what? What are we praying about? For God to heal us. Well, what if somebody came every service and came to the altar after every service and begged God to save them? Please save me. Oh, God, save me. Oh, God, if you don't save me, I'm going to hell. Oh, God, save me. Please save me. And what if they did it? Service after service after service. What would you tell them? I'm trying to get God to save me. Well, when will you know that you're saved? How will you know when you get saved? Oh, I'll feel it. I'll feel it. I don't know. Well, when are you going to believe that you're saved? Well, I want God to save me. No, what will we tell them? Jesus has already, already paid the price for your sins. I mean, you're not, you don't need to pray and try to get him to do it. He's already done it. Go to Romans 10, please. People are still, so-called faith people are still making huge mistakes in these areas by the hundreds of thousands. Romans 10 and verse 6. The righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. What does that mean? Trying to get the Lord to come down and do it. He said, don't say that. Don't think that way. Or who shall descend into the deep? Try to get the Lord to do it. How many understand he has already descended into the deep? Hasn't he? 
He has already descended into the heart of the earth. He already bore our sins and our sicknesses and the chastisement of our peace and was made poor for us. Oh, come on, come on. And he has already ascended up on high where he has sat down at the right hand of majesty on high where he ever lives to make intercession for us. What's he saying? What's he saying? The righteousness that is by faith doesn't say, oh, we got to get God to do it. Oh, we got to get God to do it. We got y'all pray. Oh, y'all pray. Turn in more prayer requests. Call everybody you know. Everybody pray every time you pray. Come on, pray. What are we praying for? To get God to do it. When are we going to believe he did it? When they see it. When they feel it, which means no faith is involved. Now, friend, I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody. I'm not throwing any rocks. You've slipped back into it. I've slipped back into it at times. It's, it's, why? Because we were taught that all our life. And it's all around us. And the more you live in the natural, you gravitate to the natural. When are you going to believe you got it? When you see it. When you feel it. Keep reading. Keep reading. He said, don't say that. Look at your neighbor and say, don't say that. Don't say what? Don't say what? Can we get God to come down and do it? Oh, pray. Pray, brother. Pray, brother. We could get Jesus to come down. Oh, Jesus, come down and heal us. Oh, Jesus, come. (laughs) Jesus, come and touch us. Why is that so prevalent? Because we're dealing with hundreds of years of tradition taught instead of the Bible. And everybody just sucks it right up because when you walk by sight, that's what you're geared for anyway. Please, Lord, come down. Oh, let's just pray till Jesus comes. Let's pray till the Lord comes down and does it. Am I making this up as I'm going along? Am I reading scriptures? Verse 6. The righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven and bring Christ down from above? Who shall descend into the deep and bring up Christ again from the dead? But what says it? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. Woo, come on. It's in your heart. What is? The word of faith which we preach. I reckon Paul was a word of faith preacher. (laughs) That's where word of faith came from. This ain't no new thing. Paul was a word of faith, tongue talking, prosperity believing preacher. And I reckon if Paul had a ministry in a church in 2007, they'd have his name on the internet. (laughs) Wouldn't they? As one of them blab it and grab it, claim it, frame it, confess it, possess it, word of faith. You do understand that is used as a derogatory term. Oh, that's that word of faith cult. And Paul was the ringleader. Because he himself said, we preach this word of faith. (laughs) We're just going to go on and leave that Faith Life Church up on the front there. Then we're going to leave it right there. Because we believe in the faith life. A life of faith. You one of those word of faith people? You got that right. Put my name down twice. (laughs) The word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth. See he didn't want you to have any confusion about this. Confess 
How? With your mouth. We ain't talking about internal confession. We're talking about opening up your mouth and saying something. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus or that Jesus is Lord. And you will believe. Somebody say believe. Believe Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Millions around the planet believe that. I'm talking about denominations of every brand and kind. They believe that. Don't they? They don't believe you beg God to personally come down from heaven and save you. Hmm? They don't believe that you cry and beg. They don't tell people to come down and cry and beg. It might take a month. It might take six months. It might take, you know, you don't know when. It's up to God. They don't preach that. They preach this. That it's already done. Hmm? Don't beg God to come save you. He's already done it. Don't try to get the Lord to come down from heaven and touch you and save you. He's already done it. What do you do? Your salvation is as close as your mouth and your heart. What do you do? You believe. And you believe you receive. And you say it with your mouth. And you're saved. But with millions, that's the end of the faith walk. That's it. Once they're born again, that's it with faith. Now the rest of it's just up to God. (laughs) And for you to stand up and believe you receive a healing, well, who do you think you are? Stand up and say you claim money and believe you receive money to pay your bills? They think that's heresy. That's error. That's terrible. And yet they did the same thing to get born again. They just quit after that. And we kept going. (laughs) And we need to keep on going from where we are. We have not arrived now. We need to keep on going. We need to believe we receive and believe it in our heart. And confess it with our mouth. Verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Is it easy to get away from this? Oh it is. I mean you live in a world that's full of unbelief. And full of everybody walking by sight. Making decisions by sight. And man you have to remind yourself all the time. No. Don't quit trying to beg God. Get him to do this. He's already done it. Bought it. Paid for it. Believe you receive it. Stand up and speak to it. Expect it to change. You got to remind yourself every day and every night. Because you can slip back in. To walking by sight. He said whoever believes on him. Shall not be ashamed. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Did you notice there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek? How do Jews get saved? Same way we do. How do we get saved? Same way Jew. There's no difference between any group, any nationality, any nation, any tongue, any kindred, any people, everybody needs to get saved, and you get saved the same way. Everybody. He went on to say, the Lord is rich unto all them that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? What's the answer to that? They won't. So before you can believe, you got to hear. And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? They won't. How shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody's got to proclaim it. Somebody's got to tell it before you can hear it. And you can't believe it till you hear it. And before you believe it, you're not going to act on it. Do you see the process he describes here? Right. We, now, the thing to keep in mind, we're not just talking about how to be born again. The just shall live. live by faith. So we're supposed to do this every day of our life after we get born again. And how's the process? You got to hear. Then believe. 
then act on it. Call. Speak. Believe you receive. He went on to say, let me read it again. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And it goes further. How shall they preach except they be sent? Got to be sent. You got to be sent by the Lord and by those he uses to sin. And somebody's got to go and tell it and preach it and proclaim it and say it. You see, the world does not put a value on what's going on right here now. Me standing up here speaking. Oh, the preachers, men and women all over the world, standing up speaking the word, preaching the word. They put no value on that. They think if you really were a valuable nonprofit organization, then you're going to feed people, clothe people, house people, and that's all that is valuable. That's why they get upset, and they think it's a waste of money to do something that would contribute to getting the word out, because that's not really important. Feeding people is important. But the Great Commission is not to go into all the world and feed people. Now, don't you misunderstand me. It's a good thing. Helping people and feeding people when they're hungry is a good thing. But filling somebody's belly is not the final solution. If they don't believe on Jesus, it ain't fixed. And it ain't going to be fixed. And a lot of people don't like that. They want us to leave Jesus out of it and just be good Christians and help people. That's a contradiction of terminology. You can't be a Christian unless you are a believer. Believer. And believers are evangelistic. What do you mean by that? Believers tell everybody else, you got to believe too. Believing is mandatory. Believing is required. It is not optional. Boy, this is so big. Help me with this, Lord. I said believing is not optional. It's required. Jesus said in John 8, 24. Don't turn there. Just listen. John 8, 24. He said, I said to you that you shall die in your sins. If you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Can you be okay without believing? No, you cannot. You must believe or perish, both in the natural and eternally. Why are most of you even in here this morning? If you didn't believe in God, if you didn't believe in Jesus, most likely you wouldn't be here. Now, if you don't believe, but you're just visiting to check it out, well, we're glad you're here. And we want you to become a believer before you leave. What differences does it make? Life and death. Heaven and hell. It makes all the difference. What you believe is so important. You, you can't overemphasize how important what you believe is. Say it out loud again. I'm a believer. What does it mean to believe? Believe and faith are very similar words. Now, I've heard people go into all kind of detail about how they're not the same thing. I don't see their point. Believe is a verb. Faith is a noun. It's describing the same thing. Actually, to believe means to have faith. That's what it means. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. Believe means to have faith. And what is the literal definition of it? To be persuaded of, to trust, to have confidence in. That's what faith is. When you say, I have faith in God, you just got through saying, I am persuaded of God's reality, of his integrity. I trust what he says. I have confidence in him and in what he says. And what he does, I have faith in God. Faith is a vote of confidence in a person. 
Doubt is to question that person's integrity. That's why it's so serious. You cannot lightly say, I don't believe, but it's no big deal. It's a huge deal. I said, it's a huge deal. When you say you don't believe, you can't just slide off the side with that and can't, well, you know, I don't believe it, but you know, no big deal. It is a big deal. You just got through calling God a liar. Well, no, I didn't say that. I just said, I don't believe it. What's the difference? If I tell you something and you say, I don't believe it, what did you just do? Now, these are not my words. I got this all from the B-I-B-L-E. Hold your place there in Romans. Go to 1 John 5. Let me ask this again and answer it. Is faith optional? No. The Lord God is a faith God. His salvation is set up by faith, not by works. And he has required that we believe him without seeing or feeling. He requires it. Do you have to do it? No, you don't have to do it. You can choose not to. You have a free will, but it will cost you everything. You cannot be okay with God. You cannot make heaven. You cannot live victoriously in this life and doubt. You cannot. You got to make up your mind. How many know Hebrews eleven six says, "Without faith, it is impossible." Not hard, not challenging, impossible to please God. For he that comes to God should, huh? Ought to, really ought to try. (laughs) He that comes to God. Must. That's what I'm telling you. It's not optional. Must believe that he is. What about the atheists? They're in trouble. What about the agnostics? Well, there may be a God. I don't know. I don't know. They're in trouble. I said they're in trouble. And once people die, there are no more atheists. There are no atheists after death. There are no agnostics. You know, people laugh about hell, make fun of hell. You know, I see you in hell. I'd rather live like I want to. Bust hell wide open. Yeah, me and the devil's drinking buddies. They laugh about hell. Ain't nothing funny about hell. Ain't nothing cool are tough about hell. That's ignorance. That's, nobody that's ever been there talks that way. These are people that ain't never been there and don't know anything about it. <laughs> hell is awful. As wonderful as heaven is, that's how awful hell is. And it really wasn't made for people. It was made for the devil and his bunch. But all those who choose not to believe God wind up there. And people say, I can't believe that a good God would send people to an awful place. like He's not. They're sending their self. It was their choice. God ain't sending people to hell. Jesus has paid the price for everybody. He bore everybody's sins. Come on now. But people are choosing not to believe him. And it is a serious, serious offense. In 1 John 5, are you there? 1 John 5 and 1. Whoso believes, whoso what? Tell me what it means to believe. Have faith in. What does faith mean? To be persuaded in, trust in, have confidence in. He, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loves him that begat loves him also that is begotten of him. Skip down to verse 5. 
Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that thinketh, feeleth, wondereth, speculateth, theorizeth, philosophizeth. What? There's a whole lot of that other stuff going on. But those are not overcomers. Those people that are doing that instead of believing, do not just read something or hear something and take it in and believe it. Ask yourself, who wrote that? Ask yourself. I don't care if it's a beautiful, hard-bound book and their name has five initials or six or seven at the end of it. Ask yourself, who is this? What is their life like? I don't care how many big words they use and how educated they're supposed to be. I don't care if they've been on TV. Who are they? What are they really like? What is their marriage really like? What are their kids really like? What are they like to be around? Friend, get this in you real clear. The spirit of a person is more important than their doctrine. The spirit of it. What are they really like? I don't just want to know what they wrote down. What do they live? How do they live? How are they really to be around? Oh, they're brilliant. They're amazing. Of course, you know, I don't like being around them. They're terrible. They're on their ninth marriage. Nobody can live with them. Their kids don't even talk to them. Well, that's not okay. They are not brilliant. Did you hear me? They don't know enough to even get victory in their own life. They don't know God well enough, don't have enough faith to overcome in their own life. It's not somebody you should follow. Is that my idea or did I find that in the B-I-B-L-E too? Do you remember he said, remember those who are over you in the Lord, whose faith follow. Follow what? Not their theories and opinions, their faith. Watch people that are believing God and getting victories and go, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. People that are getting results. We're all human. We all just know in part. But ask yourself those questions. Now keep reading in verse 5. He said what? Those that believe that Jesus is the Son of God, they're overcomers. Somebody said, that's me. I am an overcomer. Verse 9. If we receive. Now we talking about receiving. If we receive the witness of men. The witness of God is greater. What's he talking about? If somebody can. A man. A woman can tell you something. And you believe them. And accept what they said. God is greater than that. If you can do that with a man or woman. You sure ought to do it with God. When he tells you something, you ought not blink an eye. You ought to say, I believe it. This is the witness of God which he hath testified of his son. He that believes on the son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not God has made him a liar. Because he believes not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God has given to his, us eternal life. And this life is in his son. God has said this. He said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Hear him. Receive him. Believe on him. And these folk that are saying, well, we just don't know if there's really a God. Or there's many ways. They are calling God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, a liar. And that is not okay. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. We don't know. We're not sure. Calling God a liar. When you say you don't believe what he said, you're calling him a liar. I mean, I know the language seems harsh, but I'm reading the Bible. If I tell you something. And I'm not telling you, I think, I'm telling you something very positively. This is the way it is. And you look at me and go, well, Brother Keith, I like you, but I just can't believe that. 
You can be as nice as you want to try to be about it. But what did you just do? You just told me. We're not talking about. Now God can't be mistaken about what he's saying. I could make a mistake. But God can't. He knows what he's saying. Right? He can't be wrong. So then there can be no other conclusion. But that you're calling him a liar. Let's not do that. Ever. Say it out loud. If God said it. It's true. If God said it. It's right. If he said it. I believe it. Belief. Is a choice. When people say I can't believe it. That's not true. They chose not to believe it. Faith is a choice. Believing is a choice. I know you've heard it before. But don't let it get away from you. Get these things in your mind. But get it beyond that. Sometimes these things will come back to you. On a Tuesday afternoon. Faith is a choice. Keep saying it out loud in your mouth. Say, faith is a choice. What does that mean? Well, you don't know what all that means. But say it. Faith is a choice. Believing is a choice. I believe God. I'm not a doubter. I don't call God a liar. If he said it, it's true. I believe it. I'm persuaded of it. Got nothing to do with what you feel or what you see. He said something. Now you've got to choose whether you believe it or not. He said he'd supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He said by his stripes you're healed. Come on. You just got to choose. Got to choose whether you believe that or not. We choose to believe. We choose to believe. You know, no matter how true it is, you don't have to believe it. People chose not to believe Jesus. Didn't they? The Bible said in John uh, 7. Well, excuse me. Let me just read some of these to you. Don't try to turn there. John 6, 35 and 36. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Think he could be wrong about that? Think he could be confused or mistaken? No. I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. And he that believes on me shall never thirst. He said, but I said to you that you have seen me and you don't believe. Jesus is talking to people. He told them that and they didn't believe it. They looked at him and thought, I don't believe that. Basically calling him a liar. The Bible said in John 7, 5, neither did his brethren believe. The people that grew up with him in the house didn't believe him. They didn't. You remember his mom and his brothers and sisters came outside one time, place where he was, and they said, tell him to come out here. That boy has lost his mind. I mean, that's Keith Moore translation, but, but they said he's beside himself. What does that mean? He's lost it. He's lost. Tell him to come out here and we're going to take the boy home. He's lost. Why? They didn't. His own folks did not believe him. But was he right? Yes. Was it true? Yes. Just because it's true doesn't mean you have to believe it. You can choose to believe it though. John 8, 45 and 46. He said, because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? You can hear, for lack of a better word, frustration in the master's voice, can't you? With his own disciples, he'd say, how long before you believe? Why don't you believe? He said, how long will I put up with you? How long shall I suffer you? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth? Can you hear the heart of God? Why won't you believe me? I've never lied to you. I've never been wrong. Why won't you believe me? And yet we got millions, not just people that reject God, people, Christians in the church that choose not to believe. See, people choose not to believe in healing. They choose not to believe in being filled with the Spirit speaking in tongues. They choose not to believe in prosperity. They choose not to believe in these scriptures. And they don't realize what they're doing, but they're saying, God, that ain't right. 
I know I read that, but I, I can't accept that. True. That's not true. You could accept it. You could if you would let yourself be persuaded. It's a choice. But you choose not to. Somebody say, I choose to. Let me give you an example. What if I came, or sent word to you, I should say it like this. I sent word to you. You know me. You see me. We've seen you. You don't have to know me that much personally, but I sent word to you. It said, the Lord dealt with me, and I bought you a car. (laughs) We've done things like that before. More than once. This is not just, you know, imaginary. But I sent word, and I said, you know, i got to leave tomorrow. I'm going to be gone for two weeks. But I, we picked out a car. We have paid for it. They delivered it to the dealership up in Springfield yesterday. And it's already been paid for, and it's in your name. Now, you need to go take delivery of it. Now, first of all, you could not believe that until you heard it. You're not going to be going anywhere to get a car and you haven't heard that. Right? Faith comes by hearing. You've got to hear it first. And some people have missed the mark on this by saying, well, what do you mean faith? Just believe whatever you want to believe. No, it's not believe whatever you want to believe. You've got to find out what he told you. You can't believe you receive something until you first find out he's given it to you. This is so important. You don't just grab something off the top of your head. I'm going to believe I receive this. Doesn't work that way. Faith is based on what somebody told you. So there's no way you could believe that. There's no way you would expect that unless you heard that from me. But once you've heard it from me, now you got a choice. Don't you? You could say, ah, I believe that. People don't do that. I don't know. And I'm the one that called you. I'm talking to you. I said, hey, we got your car. Got it paid for. And you said, ah, Brother Keith, you're pulling my leg. I said, no, ain't no leg pulling going on here. The Lord dealt with me. We got the money. We paid for it. Ah, I don't know. What are you? You're a doubter. You're joking. I'm not joking. This is no joke. I'm not joking. Ah, what's going on here? You have not decided to believe me. Oh, I don't know. For real? You're still doubting. And what if I told you that and you hung up the phone and somebody said, you won't believe what Brother Keith just told me. I just, I just can't believe that though. No, you could. You're choosing not to. You're not confused about what I said. You heard me. You're choosing not to believe me. But how many know If you found out about it, and if you believed it, there's still another step. You ain't driving nowhere until you take another step. Somebody say, hear it. Believe it. Receive it. What if you did believe it? You said, well, I don't believe Brother Keith would lie about that. I... Glory to God. And you got excited. How many know if you believed it, it would excite you? And you ain't seen no car. You ain't been to Springfield. And you're jumping up and down in your house. Oh, come on. Are you seeing this? This is how faith does. You hadn't seen a car. You ain't seen no paperwork. You heard somebody tell you a word. You got some words. But you jumping up and down means something. What does it mean? It means you have confidence in me. You have confidence in what I told you. You do not believe I'm a liar. You believe I can do what I said I would do. You believe I did what I said I would do. That honors me. 
And if somebody comes and says, oh, now don't get excited till you see it. And if you stood up and said, now I'll tell you one thing, don't you say that. If Brother Keith said it, I believe it. Amen. Then you honored me, didn't you? I'm a man, I could make a mistake. But how much more should we honor God when he tells us something? We don't let anybody or anything shake us or question us about it. We stop them and go, whoa, wait a minute, what are you saying? What are you saying? You trying to say God lied about this? Don't you say that. I mean, people get fighting mad over accusing your daddy of lying. You calling my daddy a liar? Oh, man, fist fights break out. Well, what if you said this? Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And you ran around the house and you called everybody. Oh, I got a new car. Oh, I got a new car. Oh, I got a new car. Somebody said, where is it? Well, I'm just waiting on it. <laughs> where is it? Well, Brother Keith said that I need to go get it. But, you know, that's not how I believe. I just believe if he wants me to have that car, he'll put me in it. He'll come and get me and carry me to it or carry it to me and put me in it. Then I'll know it's mine. <laughs> That's insulting, isn't it? And I told you, no, I got to go somewhere. I got business. I'm going to be gone for days. But the car's up there. It's paid for. It's in your name. Well, now I just believe, though, Brother Keith, that if you want me to have it in your own good time and good way, you'll put me in it. You want me to stop everything else I'm doing and come get you and put you in the car and hold your hand while you turn the key. Why? Now, I'm just a man. I just got a few things going on. Why would people expect God to personally come take you by the hand and put it in your mouth and make you chew it and swallow it? Put your hands on it and make you do it. No, listen. God's a big God. He's got a lot of stuff going on. But the most important thing is that he wants you to have some maturity about yourself and to enjoy the process of laying hold. Nobody wants to be treated like a baby. I mean, how many of you want to be spoon fed lunch this afternoon? I hope not. I wish somebody would feed me, take me and feed me. No, you know where the food is. Go and appropriate. Go and take it. If you know it's yours and you know where it is. How many, you got that car sitting up there paid for? You're going to sit around and cry and talk silly nonsense for the next six months. No, no. How many going to go get the car? You're going to go get the car. Show up and say, hey, my name is John Brown. I hear there's a car up here in my name. Where's my car? Where's my car? I want my car. They say, well, yeah, John Brown got a car right there. That's your car. Well, where's my keys? Give me my keys. I'm ready for my car. Why? If it's bought, if it's paid for, it's in your name. It's time for you to go get it. Time for you to lay hold of it. Time for you to receive it. Jesus bought and paid for salvation. He bought and paid for remission of sin. 
He bought and paid for forgiveness and regeneration, the new birth. He bought and paid for peace of mind. He bought and paid for healing and wholeness. He bought and paid for prosperity and riches and wealth and blessing. He bought and paid for and sent the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He bought and paid for it. Now you got to hear about it. But when you hear about it, you got to choose to believe it. And once you've chosen to believe it, you don't sit around and wait for it to fall on you. you got to go get it. Go get it. Go take hold of it. Go lay hold of it. Now with your hand, you reach out. You drive up there. Physically, you get out. You put your hand on the door. Physically, you put your key in there. Physically. You're not believing you receive it. You're receiving it physically. But with the things of God, they're spiritual. And you must believe. Not feel, not see, not touch, not taste, not think. Believe that you receive them. How do you do it? By faith. By faith. Just like you already know how to do it. You receive Jesus as your Lord. You already know how to do it. You received your forgiveness of sins. Well, is it important that we find out what else has been given to us? The Bible tells us he has freely given us all things richly to enjoy All things that pertain to life and godliness, He's already given. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. We need to find out what's ours. Like the children of Israel, He gave them the promised land, didn't He? He said, go get it. I got it for you. I've given it to you. It's yours. And they milled around out there for 40 years. Oh, but that next generation said, hey. It's ours. It's in our name. It's bought and paid for. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Joshua and Caleb led that bunch and they went and got what had been theirs all along. Stand up on your feet. Glory. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Say it out loud. I'm a believer. And I'm a go-getter. <laughs> what do go-getters do? <laughs> they go get it. Now people think we're being arrogant and presumptuous to talk like that. But we're not trying to rend something out of the hand of God that he doesn't want us to have. We're talking about finding out what he has already bought and paid for and given to us. But we're not going to sit back passively and ignorantly and want him to pick us up and put it in our hand and put it in our mouth when he told us, be a man, be a woman, have faith, rise up, get it, lay hold of it, take it. I've given it to you. See, they didn't enjoy that promised land because it didn't just fall on them. I mean, you know, the giants didn't just come over there with the titles in their hands and go, here. You want us to help you move? <laughs> no. Even though God has bought something for us, paid, Jesus paid for it with his own blood and given it to us, there still can be things that try to prevent us from enjoying it. The enemy try to camp on it. The enemy try to hinder. You got to have some determination, don't you? You got to have something in you that says, no, uh-uh, this is mine. This is mine. Jesus bought and paid for my healing. I know I don't see it. I know I don't feel it. But it's mine. It's bought. It's paid for. And I'm going to have it. He was made poor for me. So I could be made rich. I don't see it. I don't feel it. But it's mine. It's mine. I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. And by faith, you possess what's already been given us long ago. Can you say amen? Raise up your hand. Begin to praise the Lord. Thank Him, Lord. We bless You. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. You're so good. So wonderful. So glorious. So gracious. Oh, we worship You. We worship You. We worship You. We worship You. Everybody say it out loud. Father God, reveal to me what belongs to me. Cause me to see, to know, to hear, and to understand all 
that you have already bought and paid for in Jesus. You told me to not be forgetful, but to remember all the blessings and all the benefits. So I'm asking about it. I'm believing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.